This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is up, everyone? It is Working Class on DeerCast, episode 109, I think. Austin Chandler's in the house. What's, What's up? up, buddy? How you doing? I'm back in the office working. Hustling. The office. All the time. I'm tagged out. <laughs> and <laughs> you're, technically you're tagged up, but you're not. You still got an open tag. I have one Illinois tag left. So this is what's funny. This series is more caught up than WCB series, the regular series. So your Iowa Buck episode is still in the queue. And we're here podcasting on an episode that's going to launch before, and you've since killed an Illinois buck. Yep. Uh, like a couple days ago, we're into the late season. So we're not really going to talk about that buck in the hunt specifically, but we're going to talk about tactics coming into, what are we in, the second week of December. Yep. Late season changes and stuff like that. So congrats on the deer. Appreciate it, man. We've had on paper man like the best wcb season like inches of antler are concerned everybody's killed a good deer so far this year and yeah it's it's been wild i mean it's like crazy i mean some of the biggest deer of our hunting careers have came from this season so yeah in the same season like weeks apart yep it's nuts um like we've talked about and probably keep bringing up eric's biggest doug's biggest of the doug's biggest of the bow eric's biggest my biggest by an inch. Yep. Um, got both of my archery bucks here. Um, so I don't know. It's just been amazing. It's been a great year for antler growth. Lee just sure. killed another good buck with a gun in Iowa during, uh, like we talked a couple weeks ago when Lee was on. I think he's going to be doing a Victory Drive podcast uh, with Jacob Johnson. So look for that episode. Uh, real big, like 150s 10 pointer. Yeah, beautiful deer. Really good looking deer. Heavy, like, like six and a half years old. The deer looked bigger than what Lee said it was yeah. to, to me. You it's know, big deer. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, what you call it. Um, 
you've killed a great buck. Ross has been back to work. You can't keep that guy from working, man. It's like, <laughs> go hunting, Ross. Screw work. Well, a little bit of that late season strategy is playing in now where you just kind of sit back and let the cameras marinate and uh, wait for the Booner to show up. And he's he's patient. He's a patient man. So He is so patient. Yeah. Like, I, you know, he didn't hunt until late October. Like, it didn't sit at all. Yeah. Like, don't you have, like, this anxiety running through your veins? And he's like, ah, just I'll go when it's good. Okay. Worked out well for him. I think he hunted a couple days and smacked that first one. So. Yeah, it didn't take him long. A uh, couple things, some some housekeeping we should talk about. Uh, this is going to sound sad when I bring it up, but it's not sad. This is a, a positive thing. Um, and I, I didn't, to me, it's not sad. So I was telling a couple of people about it. They're like, oh man, that's a bummer. I'm like, no, 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 it's good. This is a good thing. Yep. So the DeerCast series we've been doing for a little over two years coming here at the end of December. And we feel that, uh, one, it's been awesome doing this series for DeerCast. And it's been cool kind of having a clean version of us and kind of doing different things, the Giant Tracker and the Turkey OG series and stuff like that. But what we're doing, we're transitioning this series, just morphing it back into original working class bow hunter episodes. So the series at the beginning of 2024 is phasing out. Now we're still working with DeerCast. So that's where like this is like a positive thing. DeerCast is just going to be a full partner of ours instead of doing a series for them separately. And then what we're going to do, we have lined up a crazy schedule right now for 2024. And we're going to try and double down on content. And I don't know how many episodes I've scheduled now. Yeah, it's going to get busy real fast. We're <laughs> double booked weeks into July. Yeah, it was busy before. Now it's going to be really busy. But it's going to be, I think it'll be the most fun season for WCB as a crew between the hunts planned, the trade shows we have planned, the episodes I'm really excited about. Yep. So this is a good thing. So Working Class on DeerCast is is tapering down, and it's tapering back into more original Working Class Bowhunter podcast content. Yep. So more cussing. Hold on to your hats. More beer. <laughs> more crazy stories. Uh, we have l some legit lady killers in the, in the, on the roster, uh, quite a few of them. We got some. I, I don't like the regular dudes thing. We got a lot of people like I want to hear regular dudes on. Like, it's I like yeah, the dude next door type of deal. Yeah, yeah, the guys that kind of fly under the radar sometimes. Got a bunch of those. Some unique stories in the lineup. Some I'm really excited about. We got, I mean, just a bunch of them. A lot of big buck stories. A lot of like crazy stories that that end up having a happy ending. That type of thing. And um, some new guests. I really wanted new guests this year because. I'm starting to feel like, uh, and no offense to guys that we do like yearly podcasts with, I didn't want to be like put everybody on a yearly subscription podcast. So yeah, get some new faces in and on and different perspectives and unpopular perspectives probably from some angles. <laughs> um, so all things good. We're excited about this. Um, I think it's ran its course. The DeerCast series yeah. did its job for two years. Well, I think this is the right move, and yeah. you, you always know which direction to steer things, so I think we're going in the right direction. Well, I appreciate that. I'm excited for it, man. Yep. Um, we have, so the WCB Network also has, uh, you know, Working Class Bowhunter um, and Victory Drive and Tackle and Tacos. We have another podcast in the, uh, it's in the oven right now. It's cooking. <laughs> we're bringing another podcast under our network. We don't want to be the network that has 40 shows and not care about our 40 shows. We want to have a f fewer shows, but better quality from what we think. Yep. 
So anyway, that's a quick housekeeping update on what's going on with this series. Um, we have this, so there'll be this episode and then two more, and I believe that will be it for working class on DeerCast. But we're not going anywhere. You'll still see we're still doing the Turkey OG series. I think we're still going to do for DeerCast. Oh, nice, nice. So I love that series. Um, so that will probably still air in DeerCast and obviously on our feed. Yep. So getting back to what working class bow hunter started as, we're just getting more abundant and more rowdy. <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to try. It might kill us in the workings, but uh but do let's talk some late season stuff. It's um I just talked with Chris J last week. Yep. And we were kind of kind of complaining about the pressure from firearm season, just kind of how it's just like a slaughter. Yeah, just kind of checking, taking inventory, seeing who made it through and crying about the big one that you lost. I've got several of those and <laughs> Uh, it's man, that's always like a really tense, stressful time of the season. Illinois has two gun seasons. So by the end of the second one, so we've still got muzzleloader this weekend too. So the bucks aren't totally safe yet. No, a lot no. of guys are taking up this muzzleloader season now, but, uh, they're just about home safe. So that's what I think, you know, and I think last week when we talked, I said something about how I was frustrated with, uh, deer drives. Oh yeah. And then I got put into our group and then everyone's like, oh yeah, it's like, well, Okay, that one clip gets taken out of context pretty heavily. It's like, if you listen to the conversation, um, you can kind of see my point. And I think at the beginning of it, I'm like, I don't fully believe this. You know, sometimes I say things because uh, it's a I, thought. I would side pretty hard with you on the deer drive thing. I mean, I I don't know. I'm all, I've am i been programmed to hunt deer, and whether there's a gun in my hand or a bow in my hand, I like to go out and figure the deer out and intercept them doing whatever they're doing. And when you drive them, it just, there's no rhyme or reason for what you're doing you're just trying to get in a in a tight spot and pinch them down to spot and shoot them i don't i know it's tradition for a lot of guys so that's where a lot of people get upset with to it, each their own but i'm entitled to have my opinion and i'm just not much for it that is one thing it's like you know because we had the conversation it wasn't a full podcast about like screw deer drives yep that's a lot of guys resort to that in gun season yep and i get the tradition we've covered all this but it's like they almost get left wing on us, left wing style on the internet. It's like, how dare you do that? It's like, well, how you're you're doing the same thing right now in this post on the <laughs> argument. Like you're almost worse than the first conversation we had. Yeah, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of controversy out there, whether it's crossbows or deer drives or whatever. And yeah. the great thing about America is you're entitled to your own opinion. So. And the internet nowadays makes it really easy to get your opinion out there. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy, probably. Yeah, yeah but uh, that's all good. Um, what are you doing right now, man, to find deer? Any deer that survived? Today, actually, I went out. I'm still halfway sick. I've been sick for about three days now, but I'm still trying to hustle. Uh, I shot my buck a couple days ago, took a day off yesterday. So today I went around, grabbed my four-wheeler, and went around and started moving trail cameras around. Just, you know, they've been soaking in the areas for a long time. I'm trying to kind of transition them more now to getting in between their bed and their food, um, which some cameras were already there, but if I have food sources that I know they're going to be hitting here coming up when it gets really cold, I'm, I'm loading that area up with more cameras. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what type of food are you like, are you focused on most coming into this like late, mid, late December? I like variety. It depends on the weather, but I mean, I've got standing beans, I've got standing corn, I've got, uh, brassicas, I've got clover. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I try to give them a, a diverse array of food on each farm. That way, depending on what the weather's doing that day, I'll kind of 
take a wild guess and be like, well, I think they're going to be here. Or I think they're going to be here. Right. It gives me some more options. Plus, I'm not, I hunt every day, so I don't burn my, my food source out if I have multiple food sources on multiple farms to hunt. Yeah, for sure. I like, uh, I wish I had a spot available to like do like more standing bean options just for, like when it gets yeah. brutal cold, you know. Man, it's tough to beat standing beans when it gets brutal out. Last year I killed my late season buck. It was negative thirty three that day and it <laughs> was, was the like, coldest day of the year during it, hunting season. It was, yeah. It's the coldest day I've ever hunted in. And it was it was like two, one thirty, two o'clock. I got in there and I hadn't been there five minutes and there was a bachelor group of like four bucks that came running in. And they were in those beans for an hour. Yeah, you brought that up. They all ran to the beans. Yeah, and my wind was blowing like right to them. I think the wind was just so hard that it just totally dissipated my human scent, <laughs> and they just didn't get any of it. Or it's just so cold, you wonder how like well scent travels through brutal cold like that. Yeah, I don't know, but they didn't get me, and they came right in, and they, I mean, they were right to the beans, and it was for a long time. Well, I don't know, man. Like, I wonder if we'll see those cold temps this year. But yeah, like you kind of like filled Ross's shoes really the last couple of years i mean you've been the december king well the longer i bow hunt the more value i can see and if you're after big mature deer uh i love the rut because they're on their feet a lot but this late december or even early december if you get the right weather if you have brutal conditions you're going to see big deer on their feet they have to feed you know they're wore down from the rut yeah and the does feed too but the bucks almost seem to be hungrier for it like they are on they are on those beans or whatever food making up for all the weight they lost they don't have a choice you know with conditions like that they have to get calories yeah 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 that's a really good point i feel like a lot of my experience with late season stuff is like it just changes so much i feel like after uh firearm seasons come and go for the most part it just is a ghost town everywhere yeah and you know places that i hadn't put any pressure in since mid-october it is like it's a ghost town and if you don't have food that's what happens they're yarded up if you see one you're going to see 20. yeah yeah so you got to have the food to make it work so right now i'm just in like inventory mode yeah so here in this next like five days kind of like what you did today i plan on doing the same thing grabbing some cameras moving the cameras yeah seeing who's around and what everyone's doing you know like i don't even have a camera on my big time plot right now because i had it somewhere else so yep, it's a good time to get one back in there yep i'm gonna get it back on there I actually have on the grizzly box blind stand i have a black gate um like mount the screw screwed into the post yeah, those things are sweet and i have it set up high and like the deer you know you, you notice like a deer like look at your camera you kind of maybe sometimes notice that it's like, i feel like when it's on that blind stand it's just so much going on they don't yeah, even pay they attention. miss it yeah it's great yep so i'm gonna go put that camera back on and and basically do the same thing you said yep see what's what's going on. i know a few deer made it for sure which i was kind of like good because they're deer like i would have shot i love when deer you wanted to shoot this sounds good and bad it sucks <laughs> if if you tag out it's great because you're like oh that deer made it like yeah he's gonna be a mega next year be has the opportunity to get there yeah. yeah if he's the only deer you're trying to kill and you don't shoot another deer you're like ah i suck <laughs> <laughs> so huh. There's a silver lining. Yeah. I, I just love this time of year. I mean, I've been really successful the last five or six years. This first week in December up to like the 15th, there you're getting the second cycle of does coming back in. So like the first week of December, I've really noticed scrapes starting to fire back up and, and you're starting to see some chasing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So a deer's either got that on his mind or he's just run down enough that he's the one going to the food. So there might be does there and he's not even paying attention to him, but you kind of yeah. got two things working your advantage there instead of one. So mm-hmm. I've, I've been uh, really successful the last few years, this first part of December. I'm, the more I hunt it, the more I like it. 
What uh, are you doing morning hunts right no, now? I'm not. I'm just. It depends a lot on the conditions too. Like if it's windy and it's uh, it's an area I can get into without blowing a lot of deer. You know, if it's wet and quiet, I I'm not saying I won't hunt a morning, but it's a lot fewer than what I was doing two weeks ago. Yeah, which kind of helps for. I mean, there's some burnout, right? Like if you haven't pulled it off, like it, that kind of helps with that a little bit. Like yeah, it's, it's easier like, to like not go and then go in the afternoon and be excited about it. Yeah, you got to play the long game. I mean, if you're like me and you hunt every day, you know, if you hunt 90 days in a row, you're going to be done by the time 90 days gets there. So yeah. I, it was uh, the transition for me was easy this year. Uh, it was like two weekends ago, Lee came over and was hunting with me. And we got a big, we got that snow. It was like three or four inches of snow on. And I tried to creep in that morning and I blew out a pile of deer going in that morning. Mm -hmm. So I just made up my mind. I'm like, all right, unless when the snow melts off, if I get some wind, I might sneak in in the morning, but this is pretty much my stopping point. And that was like November 26th or 7th. Yeah. That would have been the day after I killed creepy or <laughs> creepy, uh, floppy. Yep. Right about that time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was the day after it snowed. Yep. So yeah, that's like an indicator like, hey, if I keep doing this, the juice is not worth the squeeze here and I'm yeah. going to like cause more damage and not have a late season. Hunt. Well, you get silhouetted. I mean, you can see deer, but they can see you a lot better. You're crunching in the snow and if there's no wind, you're just, you're doing a lot more harm than good in my opinion. I feel like a lot of people, like it's, it shows your experience and that might be obvious. Like, well, you blow deer out, don't go do that again. But a lot of guys will think like, ah, it's early. They didn't know what I was and just go in there and then yeah, they kind of wonder why late season there's no deer coming out until after dark or whatever it yeah. may be it's like you know. and after they've been chased for a month and a half they're super sketchy anyways i mean they get one little whiff of you or see you on a ridge and they're just moving to another food source you know they, yeah. they don't tolerate it so just over it yep the late season is a grind is a grind um you do want cold temps i think i'm i'm looking at the forecast and i'm a little discouraged to clear up until like december 21st 22nd something like that highs in the right around 40 which isn't it, it's a little above average but i want that you know teens tw yeah 20s for highs and and some snow you know if you could get four or five inches of snow on that changes everything overnight right right and and because it forces them to have to go feed because yep. it's not just available everywhere. The browse and the acorns and everything gets a little bit harder in the timber, and they're just if there's easy food, they're gonna they're gonna take that shortcut to that easy food. Right. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, how do prep in the summertime? You really all you prep for it is summer into the fall for now. Yeah. All your food plot work is this is when it pays off this time of year, and you get, you get lucky and get that right weather, man. When you, all that work that you did in July and August and September. Yeah. Now you're going to see the fruits of your labor. So I'm excited to get on my. Uh, I have a last stand plot. Is it last stand? No, main event plot from big time that I'm going to get that. That's when I'm putting my camera back on and just see what's going on. Yep. Had a deer show up yesterday. Did you see that guy I sent you? What the freak? Yeah. He's not like a massive deer. He's got like a weird right side, and then he's got like a tine dropping down off of his base. Yeah, I think he's like a uh, a three-year-old. I'd love to see that deer in a year. Maybe he's not a three-year-old. But he looks like he could be. Yep, he's cool. He's just got like, he's just a... Normal size, four point side, and then it's a a big. He's like a spike with a split, with a triple beam thing coming off, and then one going down. So, and that's what's fun about this time of year too is these deer, gun, whether it's gun season or they're just naturally transitioning into their winter range, 
Um, you see a lot of deer show up this time of year that you haven't seen for a month, or you might have seen them in August and got a velvet picture and then they're gone. A lot of times you'll see that, that same deer show back up. So yeah. I, I always love watching the cameras this time of year. And it's why I've been trying to be patient the last couple of years. I try to keep at least one tag in my pocket because I've had it happen to me where I tag on on a couple good ones in November and then the first or second week of December rolls in and there's a 180 standing there. You're like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. I, I went too fast. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a skill to go too fast. You, you kind of, I slowed down a little bit this year. I mean, for me, because normally I'm like, shoot them up, Charlie, you know, like I'm- Well, one. and you had a great beginning of the season too. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. If you can get it done and capitalize on your best year on the farm, then how can you say no to that? Right. Yeah, actually, um, I don't know if I talked about this in the episode. I had a real close encounter with floppy like mid, like the 15th of October or something like yeah. that. But um, yeah, like it's hard to with family and how much we hunt and time we put in and, and time we put in the off season and trips. It's hard to like, I'm going to hold the tag until like late December it's, into the holidays. It's you know? a gamble. It's a it's gamble. Some, sometimes you don't get the right weather. Like I'm looking to clear up into December 20 something and I'm not getting any weather. It's like, I'm going to be down to the last three weeks here holding, so, a, holding a tag probably. If you have a tag, are you going to go to ATA? I probably won't. No. I get it. I, I mean, that's, you know, that. You pull a Ross on us. Yeah, it's like the 10th of January, you know, conditions could be perfect right then. And it seems like it always does get crappy right around ATA, like nasty weather and a tag yeah. in my pocket. I'm not going anywhere. Well, you'll be Ross that one year and he's, <laughs> he's hunting, sending his pictures. We're all at ATA with a beer in our hand going, oh, is he going to shoot it? It's yeah. kind of cool. But we, we're getting Snapchats of the deer rolling through. <laughs> I mean, that's it's a great time to be out there. I love it. It is. I, I'm still thinking about getting out late season, maybe over the the plot in a box blind, trying to shoot a doe or something like see if, if it's not too brutal cold see if i'll make and sit in the 40 degree weather should be fine in that but, oh that'd be great yeah you know try and shoot a doe and yeah I don't, i'm still gambling around with that but i'm also like we, you and i've been talking about um switching getting our new bows set up and yep. getting everything going so. i'm anxious to start shooting the new one but um i mean i'm i don't know I'm looking forward to shooting it. I guess I'm I'm going to change a few things around this. You're year. kind of hitting around. You're going to try and like, almost like switch out and use that for the rest of this season. I wouldn't mind getting it set up. I think Ross and I might set it up tomorrow. So awesome! I'll, yeah, I'll switch everything over and hopefully be dropping some bombs here in a little bit. Are you carrying the same arrows over? Yeah. Yep. Fair. And you're I'm sh- getting down to the nitty gritty, man. <laughs> I've got like four out of my original 24 for the moose trip left. It's <laughs> pretty good though, because that moose trip was two years ago. I made them last. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the nice thing about a good arrow. They last. Oh, yeah. I love those arrows, and I'm going back with the exact same build on my next set. You are. Same ones. Yeah. VAP Victory Arrows, VAP SS. Yep. Full length and 75 grain insert. Full length? Yep. Oh, you, you don't cut them at all. You're just rocking full length arrows. I think they're full length. If I'm taking any off, it's an inch. What's your draw? 29. Oh. Yeah. I, don't, I guess I don't cut that much off of them. Yep. So VAP SS, full length. What's your insert? 75? 75, yeah. And then any knock weight or anything? or I just run like a nocturnal. Yeah. And a lighted knock. Yep. And they're like 13, 14 grains or yep. something like that. Yep. So, yeah, it's a good setup, man. I mean, I shoot anything from turkeys to moose with them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, they, can they kill the giraffe? They killed a giraffe, too. That's yeah. crazy. That's, that's the craziest that's thing. That's putting them through the ringer, dude. We tested those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to shoot... I think I'm shooting VAP SS this year as well. I'm going uh, 95 grain insert. I wonder if I should shoot full length. 
you you do some playing and talk with those boys that you've been talking with, but I think when you start looking at FOC, a, a full-length arrow with the weight you're going to have is probably a good match. Because I think my VAP SS will be in that 550 to 600 range. Yep. Maybe it could be a little over, over depending on what I do. Yep. Because um, I'm going to run a different vein, too, this year. Yeah, it'll but, actually stiffen your spine if you shorten that arrow up. I think that, if I remember right, that's how it goes. So since you're running so much weight up front, you might be forced to cut yours down a little bit. Well, I'm going to shoot a 250 spine this year. Yeah, so you're you're going to have some some extra spine there compared to what you normally do, which you're going to yeah. need. Yeah. And then, so that's going to be one arrow setup, but I'm going to experiment with another arrow setup using a victory platform um especially we're going to africa yep. and i'll be pushing like 950 grains going for the black death maybe <laughs> we'll see but part of me is like wants to experiment with that like 20 yards and in on a white tail with like a 950 grain arrow to see what happens there's no place you can't shoot him with that thing <laughs> <laughs> well that's like kind of cool you know yeah like i'm not encouraging unethical shots by any means but the philosophy of attack from any angle uh is interesting I think it's very interesting. That's something I'm looking forward to like, coming into like the springtime, summer, when everyone's like heavily shooting their bows. I want to get into like arrow builds and more heavy get because we used to do a lot of heavy archery stuff back in the day, and yep. so I kind of want to get like back into that realm of things. You know what I mean? So yep. I don't know. It's something to like think about. You know? Yeah. Well, like, it's always fun to to set up a new bow and get a new arrow set up and start playing with it and dialing it in. But I'm pretty pumped up. It's going to be fun. It's exciting, man. I want to get uh, – oh, I need to get a new rest, and then I'll be ready to go on my new bow. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm even thinking about kicking it back to the trad stuff here at the end of the season. I've got a really? Iowa, an Iowa doe tag that I want to fill, so I might go back over and stay in my cabins in the late season and bring the recurve over there and try to shoot a big old doe. How, how heavy are your traditional arrows? Oh, man. They are – they're not like super heavy. They're 450s, I think, but I'm running 175 grains up front on them, so they're real front heavy. Awesome. But I listened to the man, Shad, and he kind of recommended what to get set up with, but I'm only shooting 43 pounds with it, so. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I want to get, you and I talked about this the other day. I want to do the traditional thing, but I'm like, uh, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, 100. percent You know what I mean? You're, you're interested. You're just you just haven't been pushed yet. I'm flirting with it. Yeah, in my brain. I think it's about time. You're gonna love it, dude. It's a blast. I think I'll love it. I just, I want to get a bow that I feel really good about. Yeah. Like I want to go like get a brand new one for me. Yeah. Like that's half the fun of it's just getting one built. Yeah, that's what I want. I want like I don't know what yet. Yeah. I shot Jared Scheffler's bow, and loved it. That longbow. Loved yeah. it. Loved the look of it. Loved the feel of it. Loved, I loved everything about it. And that's one thing I got lucky with when I, I just bought mine randomly online and it just fit me like a glove. Like I shot it a lot and I've shot 20, 30 other bows and I just don't have anything that I like as well as this one. But go out and try a bunch of different manufacturers, you know, try recurves and long bows and you're going to find something that you like. Well, is there a, I'm sure there's some sort of like trad event. Oh, yeah. That you can go to and just, yeah. like, nerd out on all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, Shad goes to it every year. And that, isn't that in, like, Michigan somewhere? Yes. Yep. Just don't really want to go to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, just have Shad bring a bunch of bows down to the shoot and experiment a little That's bit. That's what I'll do. I, I don't know. Just after shooting Jared's longbow, I kind of, like, naturally lean. I just I think it's cool. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fun. But whether you're taking them with a compound or a crossbow or a longbow, it's all fun. So. Yeah, it is. I just like watching fletchings disappear inside 
to your hair. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird way to put it, but I do. It's fun to watch, man. Yep. It's good. I like shooting deer. I don't think people like, like, that's one thing I don't really get about the deer drive thing other than like the traditional stuff. It's like, you, th there's no like calculated, like, yeah precision to there's it. some skill there's a lot of skill in shooting there especially yeah. if they're moving but yeah skill in shooting but i mean i meant more preci precision in like hunting the your animal. woodsmanship woodsmanship yeah really yeah, yeah. it's awfully rammy yep i don't relax on me Just <laughs> hear what i'm saying I'm, it's all good i'm siding with you dude i'm probably yeah. even leaning more so away from it than you are <laughs> really yeah well you know every time i hear the neighbor's shotgun go off i cringe well, because you just you just want to hope they're making the best shot that they as possible and they can. Now, yep. if they do that and wound a deer, that happens, right? Oh, like, it, we've yeah. all done it. Happens to all of us. But you don't want them blasting a deer running full speed, like blowing legs off, and then like the deer hobbling around, and then you fight. It, it just we don't want that. No, that's that's where the big issue is, I think. But yeah. you know, well, I don't know. Thank God we're almost at the end of the road here. This weekend gets through and muzzleloader's done, and then it's back to the bows. Um, have you ever killed three whitetails in a season? I have not, but I've got a chance to now. You're on the road. I've never hunted outside of the county that I live in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that you were talking about it earlier in the season. Well, I can't say that. I had one farm in another county, but I hunted it 20 times in my whole life. So Really? Um, yeah, I mean, this year I got to shoot that Iowa buck early. And uh, now I've got two Illinois tags, so it could it could happen if I get the right weather. Very, it could happen. You got a month, uh, a month and a few days of season left. Yep. You know, it very well could happen. It probably happen more right ATA. Fingers crossed. I'm pretty picky right now. There's like two deer that I'm thinking about, and yeah. I don't even know if the one's still alive. So God, if you could pull it off, they're good. It'd be a, it'd be crazy. Yep. I haven't even got a picture of the one yet this year. I don't even know what he looks like. So the inches of antler and the crew. And our and the main five of us. Well, what are we at now? Let's look. Let's add real quick, and then. We'll well, Ross's was one thirty-six or something. One thirty-six. I got a one forty-eight and a one sixty-eight. We got a one seventy-two, a one seventy. Mine. My second one was one forty-six. My first one was one fifty-eight. Uh, about eleven hundred inches right now, um, and that's and it's it's more. I you know, a lot of them. I was just going to whole numbers. But yeah, yeah, right around eleven hundred inches or so. We've been putting in some work, man, and we got about two or three more that are probably going to hit the dirt before the season goes out. Yeah, you got a tag. Ross has a tag. Doug has an Illinois tag. Eric has an Illinois tag. They both have muzzleloader tags yep. for Iowa. <laughs> it's crazy. Group picture at the end of the year is going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be one. It'll be, I want to do a traditional hunting camp photo yeah. and get it framed for the studio. And it'll be like the season of 2023. I don't think we'll be beating that season for a while unless we just start hunting a lot of like multiple states and really racking antler up that way. Yeah. Like for the amount of area that we hunted this year, we did very well. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great, man. Yeah. It's been a great season. Um, like I said last episode, you can be having the worst season ever. It takes one sit to make it the best season ever. Amen. That's all it takes. Yep. That's all it takes. Like you said, those bucks are coming back now. 
It takes a buck that's traveling to new food somewhere because he's desperate for it and you didn't know about him. And here comes that 170 you had no idea existed. Exactly. And yep. your season changes. Yep. If you've got a food source, even if it's catching deer going to the neighbors, if you've if you've got a food source that you're not paying attention to right now, it's time. Get a camera on it and, and uh, monitor that because it's these new boys are rolling in. It might be a deer you haven't seen for a long time. It's exciting, dude. I'm pulling for you on this uh, last tag. Appreciate it, man. I'm pretty pumped. He's if I shoot for... the if I shoot the one I want to shoot, it's gonna be probably the biggest looking deer on my on my wall. If you shoot that deer, you got to eat the oranges in that old Mister Boston bottle, dude. I'll drink and eat everything in that bottle, <laughs> and we're gonna have a party. We'll have a party. We'll have a party podcast like 600, just not six hours. Hell yeah. Okay, and hopefully there's just all our skull plates on the table at one time. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. That's what we need. We'll shoot for that. We're going to have an end-of-year party podcast. We should. That'd be a good one. Be awesome. Yep. Talk, talk about recap, what we remember and don't remember, and you can compare notes when we actually talked about the kill episode and what we forgot in that short amount of time. Yep. That's a great idea. Be fun. Yep. Be fun. Well, cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining this episode 109, I think, Working Class on DeerCast. Two more episodes in this series. Appreciate you supporting it and uh, you know watching, listening, and commenting and liking all that in the DeerCast app. Now, of course, DeerCast is still affiliated with working class bow hunter they're now a full partner and we get to double down on what we're good at and what we started with and what we're going to continue to do it's going to get crazy i'm excited to record some of these episodes now um, we have some killer episodes lined up for ata coming up next month in a month um, i'm really excited about those some new faces in the game yep and uh got some guests pending in this gray area that might be in studio that are pretty big hell yeah and we have some like outside the hunting industry type guests coming on which will make outside but also they're hunters but they're not they're not known for being in the industry i guess i should say cool exciting stuff yeah looking forward to it man it's going to be fun it's uh it's always a good time hanging out with you guys it's fun well you're part of the team you're not going anywhere so you're stuck i'm not going anywhere (laughs) you're stuck with us (laughs) cool well thanks buddy go fill that tag stick with it one sit can change your entire season best of luck to you go shoot a giant we love you catch you next week 